Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm the Night Owl. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What's up, Russell Talk Podcast with Joe Renee? How the hell is everybody doing? Hope everybody is doing great, ladies and gentlemen. I am doing wonderful. We got a great show tonight. We got Jesse Matthews coming on. We got Camaro Jackson. We got the High Spot segment, the Shooting Shot segment, the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, the Fantasy Wrestling segment. We got all kinds of shit going on tonight. And I'm trying a new beer. This is called Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold. Never tried it before. It's got a pour to it. So you have to, as a certain way, you have to pour it. So you're supposed to flip the can three times. So there's one. There's two. There's three. And then you pop it open. And then you do a hard pour. And it's supposed to be a perfect Pool. And it is a perfect pool. That's absolutely amazing. Hopefully it's good. Let's hope. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be good. It's in the Wrestle Talk Podcast uh, bill mug that you can get at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get this show going. Intern Timmy, if you could please hit that music so we can bring in the night out. Yes. I, I didn't 
of the old uh, Northeast, like Jonesy over there, where they're spoiled and they have more wrestling than they know what to do with. Tell us what you got going on over there. <laughs> and of course, well, you're yeah. at home. No, the, with, with, with all this coronavirus, we uh, we really haven't had much, but you know, in let's just say in the couple of, like like two hours away. We've we've got you know EPPW, we've got ATCW, we've got uh, the NWL in Pennsylvania. You've got oh my goodness, you you you've got SSW, you've got Eclipse, you've got A A A O N. Joe, Joe, you can huh? stop bragging now. Uh, you can stop bragging now. Thank you very much. <laughs> My goodness. And I was going to say, or if you're here in the good old Midwest, in the heartland of the good old U.S. of A., dial that number, amigos, 657-383-1521. Again, that's 657-383-1521 to join the show. But before we get there, Jonesy, I'm actually drinking a little bit of Heineken Light myself. I heard you were popping one of those uh, bottles of Grandpa's old cough medicine. What exactly is it that you're drinking, bro? I missed that part. It's it's called Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold. It, it's a new Budweiser, and it's got this. Uh, there, there's a certain way that you have to pour it. You literally have to flip the can three times, and then you open and you do a hard pour. So you don't pour it to the side, and it makes a perfect. Uh, uh, it's a perfect pour, and it is a extra smooth golden lager. So. We're going to see how smooth now, that it actually is. Well, here's the thing. No matter how smooth it is, bro, if you're drinking it out of a WrestleTalk podcast mug, it's guaranteed to be 17.5% smoother and tastes better. And that's scientifically proven, folks. You don't have to do your own studies. There's no fake news here. We are giving you straight facts. <laughs> <laughs> right, Joey? Absolutely. Straight facts. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into this thing and do as we always do. And let's go ahead, Renee. You you know what to do. You know what to oh, do. Oh, man, and I'm always happy to do it, guys. Please share the broadcast. Please hit the thumbs up throughout the show. It means a lot to us. And also, where are you guys checking in from? Tell us, where are you guys watching from? All that said, we're going to do what we always do about this time. We're going to ask everybody to respectfully, respectfully remove their caps place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. And that's America, damn it. Oh, 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 say can you see and the rocket red Uh-oh. For now, for the land of the free. Brings a tear to my eye every single time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get in there. The high spot segment. Into it, Timmy. You can hit that music. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we got so 
much that we can talk about, ladies and gentlemen, so much that we can talk about. I guess that, that the one thing that I wanted to, to, to talk about, and it's kind of up my nerves, is the AEW has decided to put out action figures. They've got Cody Rhodes. They've got the Young Bucks. They've got uh, Hangman Page. They've got Kenny Omega, um, Chris Jericho. And for some reason, they even made one of Brandy Rhodes. Now, I don't know why they would make one of Brandy Rhodes, but they also have decided to make a plastic version of their AEW championship. Now, Nightmare Jones loves the AEW championship. So they're only selling them at Walmart. So do you know that I went to five different Walmarts and I still have not been able to find an AEW championship belt? I, I, I even went to Walmart.com and, and tried to pick up at this store and that wouldn't even work. I legit had to pick up my order. I had to, to, to have it FedEx to me, pay an extra $7. So I paid $27 for a fake AEW title. <laughs> but it should Wait, be. Wait, I didn't know this was a shoot and shout segment, Jonesy. I thought I it's swear, not, just it's not. To me, go off. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Oh, so my gosh. Hey, my, let me. My, Go ahead. Basically, my my question is, what do you think about AEW making action figures now and also putting out fake uh, uh, the plastic belts just like the WWE does? Well, you know what, bro? I'm going to share my thoughts with you, but before I do, let me take a second to remind everybody that here in about uh, 20 minutes, we're going to be talking to Jesse Matthews, a Proving Ground Pro. He's a very good friend of mine. We talk often. And uh, he actually hosted me about two years ago at a Proving Ground Pro show. I think it was called Grapple Fest, Grapple Mania, out in the middle of central Illinois. It was a beautiful city square show. Really enjoyed it. That same visit, I believe I made it to a Dynamo show and an Anarchy show the day before. So it was very, very yes. busy for us that weekend. But, man, PGP is absolutely off the, sh- off the chain. And speaking of Proving Ground Pro, um, Camaro Jackson joins us in the second hour. Oh, he's a former uh, Proving Ground Pro champion. He may still hold the belt. We'll ask him when he comes here uh, and joins us on the show in the second hour. Also, the current Dynamo Pro D1 champion. And also, you're going to love this, Joe. He's also going to be competing at Black Wrestlers Matter, which is an event that's taking place on the 22nd in Iowa that yours truly – the Night Owl, and Nightmare Jones, the Wrestle Talk podcast, we're actually going to be sponsoring. You might have seen it on social media. You might have heard about it here on the show. But that's right. We put our money where our mouth is and supported this amazing event called Black Wrestlers Matter. We're going to talk to Camaro Jackson about all the promotions that he works for, and I'm sure he's going to bring a lot of energy and that wonderful smile that he's so famous for. So with that said, Jonesy, I got to give you my thoughts, and I want to hear from the members of the Wrestle Talk family. Are you guys digging the action figures? Are you digging the belts, Josie? The fact that you couldn't find says to me that people are picking these things up and they're picking them up quick. All right, they dropped on Monday, and the fact that they're already out and you couldn't find one says to me that they're pretty popular. Now, my thing is, I'm happy for them because right now the traditional way for them to earn money 
which is getting people in the building, putting butts in the seats, as they say. Well, that's not really an option right now because of social distancing and, and what have you, right, with COVID-19. All right? So here's my deal. Let's allow these wrestling companies to thrive. Let's support them. But also, keep in mind, and you guys know how it is here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, when the promotions in your area, the professional wrestling promotions in your area come around, don't be so – I want you guys to be just as eager as Joe was when he was running around half of Martinsburg and parts of Baltimore risking life and limb looking for a championship belt for a company that's going to be well off whether he buys their championship or not. I'd love to see that same level of vigor and support for the companies in our area, Joe, as you demonstrated in your support for AEW and trying to hunt down that championship. And that's not me questioning you. I know I'm very clear on what you do for the professional wrestling community, just using you as an example, but I would love to see that same passion and energy when things open back up and people start buying merchandise and going to shows in their area. Joe, we need it. We need it bad. And let me tell you something. It ain't the same, bro, watching it on TV than going to a live show. If you've not been to an independent show, you're making a huge mistake. But good for them, bro. Yeah, that's what they need to do to make money. That's what they need to do to make money right now. I'm all for it. I just hope that it's exactly. quality product. I hope it's quality and, product. But I've decided to do since you know this, you know since this COVID stuff has happened, and a lot of wrestlers, especially independent wrestlers, aren't uh, working right now wrestling. What I've decided to do is I get paid twice a month. So two times a month, I am going to take at least twenty dollars out of my bank account, and I'm going to purchase somebody's T-shirt just to give them a little bit of extra money. I don't care who it is. I'm just going to find somebody that's that's on the independent scene, and I'm going to see about getting one of their T-shirts just to help out them doing this, this COVID-19 thing. So I, I can... Wow. To, to, wow. Did you guys yeah. hear that? Independent talent, hear me now. The WrestleTalk podcast is committing that at least once a month, we are going to we're going to purchase a T-shirt of some independent pro wrestling talent. So if there's somebody out there, members of the WrestleTalk family, that you feel needs that support, that deserves that support, let us know. Shoot me a DM. Shoot Joe a DM. Hey, you can even copy us on Twitter or Instagram. Let us know how you feel. And Joe, we'll go ahead and put it on the list, and we'll just start picking up a new T-shirt every month. How's that sound to you? There you go. See. See that 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 sounds absolutely perfect. All right, now to get into more uh, high spots news, you know, last night on Monday Night Raw well, it was a very very interesting night. I mean, you you had a bunch of mishaps. You know, lights were were going out. Um, you know, the, the microphones kept uh, going out. Obviously, somebody put something in the. Uh, oh God! What what what's the guy's name? I can't remember the guy's name, but he ended up passing out. Montez Ford. I mean, so Montez Ford. Montez Ford. Yes. So you know, I am definitely interested in seeing exactly what's going on with with this new stable that they've got. Uh, uh, you know, in, in the WWE as well as. This uh, underground 
Monday Night Raw. How interesting was that, Renee? Let me let me get to you in just a second, Joe, because I got a couple of messages coming in, and I might have some great news to share with you guys before the end of the first hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's all good news, Joey. Oh, man, I can't wait to break this news for you guys. I just had to verify that and get all my ducks in a row. But repeat the question, bro. I want to make sure I, I understand what you said. So you were talking about okay. Raw last night. All the mishaps. Yes, what was your overall question? Yeah, I, I, yes, I, I was talking about the uh, in the new faction that debuted last night. We don't know who they are, and this uh, underground wall that they're doing during Monday Night Wall, kind of like a shoot fight uh, sort of thing. Uh, it was definitely definitely interesting. Uh, what were your thoughts about that? So you're asking me about Raw Underground, am I correct? Is that what you're asking me about here? Uh, Raw Underground and the new stable that they viewed last night. We still don't know who the heck they are. The people that were causing all the havoc. Blowing stuff up. Uh, and, so you know. They're, okay, like I got you. Somebody, said it's the, somebody, somebody on the live stream said it's the Spirit Squad. <laughs> I'm, hey, listen, it could be. <laughs> I don't know, but here's what I want to say. I'm, I, for one, I'm happy that Shane is back because I, I'm a big Shane McMahon fan. I don't think he gets enough credit. Um, what do I think about it? I think, okay, <laughs> here we go. So, listen, there are some things that you can kind of portray to be real without anybody really calling you on it because we all kind of are in on it. And it's called professional wrestling. Like, you know, there's there's a certain understanding between the fans and the talent that, you know, some things are not going to look and feel 100% authentic as if they were really fighting, right? So there's, there's things in professional wrestling. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but there's things that you go, hmm, this was a real fight. That probably wouldn't happen, right? So I think to me where the line is drawn is where you separate MMA from professional wrestling. I think they're two separate things, and I think that there can be some crossover. But with what I saw last night, Joe, I was not happy. I have a hard time getting into MMA myself because of all the ground and pound stuff. Some people really love it and appreciate it, and that's not a knock. But when you start adding, you know, Shane McMahon, and I love Shane McMahon again, when you start adding him just arbitrarily ending matches off a couple of elbows, I just don't know. It it just felt felt like Fight Club. And, And I think that's what they were going for. But if you want us to take it and perceive it as if it's more real, but there's no true competitive aspect to it because it's just Shane McMahon running around and barking and saying, oh, my God, it's over, you know, doing that whole deal. I just think that I need to see more because right now it just looks like somebody had a crazy idea. They threw it all together, and they're like, whoa, let's see if this is going to work. It didn't really – it didn't really – it didn't really catch my attention enough to take it seriously. Do I want to see them expand upon it and try more? Maybe. But honestly, bro, right off the bat, I just wasn't impressed. They were, what, 15 minutes into it, and then all of a sudden, you know, Mr. 305 and Lashley, and these guys show up and they take <laughs> it over, and then they all have fights in suits, and I'm just like, no, I'm like, <laughs> this is too convoluted. I'm not, I'm confused, and you had, like, a referee that you see every week on Raw. He was the official down there, except he had a black shirt on. And 
I don't know, bro. It was just messy. It was messy. I don't think it was very well thought out. It was. Uh, the, it was. The execution, the execution, I don't know how to gauge the execution. You know why? Because I didn't know what I was watching. Is it wrestling? Mm-hmm. Is it MMA? Is it something in between? I don't know, bro. It just it felt forced to me, man. It felt like WCW in 2000, you know, 2001, where they were just kind of reaching and hoping and trying to see what would work, and you already kind of saw the writing on the wall, like, yeah, bro, I don't care what y'all do right now. And, and it, <laughs> it's not happening. That's kind of the vibe I got off of it, bro. I hate to be negative. I try to be optimistic, but yeah, I didn't huh. understand it. It didn't, do it. it didn't do anything for me. I mean, yeah. just to be honest. There are a lot of people that are feeling the same way. You know, I like it because it's it's something different. Um, you know, I'm going to at least give it a couple, you know, episodes and, and see, you know, what goes. I'm not one of these, these type of people where you have one episode and then, you know, just because I don't like it, I completely trash on it, you know. So I'm going to give it a shot. I'm really excited to, to to see exactly who this new stable is, and apparently they were supposed to be unveiled last night who they were, but because of Vince McMahon coming in and tearing up the uh, uh, the uh, a schedule for Monday Night Raw, the uh, script like right before Monday Night Raw, so they had to redo it. Uh, they kind of cut that that bit out. So, but. I think that that makes it interesting because we're still wondering exactly who these people are. So, you know, right. I, I'm, I'm shout out to a couple of people right here. Uh, just, just real quick, Joe. Uh, shout out to uh, the Lifetime Podcast. Um, shout out to CJ Barry. Shout out to Cody. Shout out to my man uh, Insanity. What's up, Marcus? Mayhem is in the house. The MEW Midcontinental Champion is in the house. Go Rest is in the house. What's up? Herb Simmons, love you, brother. Good to see you. Shelly Conway representing Illinois. And our boy Henry, bro, from a couple of weeks ago is in the house. And we got hardcore hoss peeping us tonight, man. If you guys haven't already, please hit that like button. Please hit that share button. It means a lot to us to see those thumbs up and hearts flying across the screen. It motivates us and keeps us going throughout the duration of the show. Now, here's, a, here's something that I wanted to bring up, Joe, and it, it's been a topic of conversation here, especially within the last 24 hours. Do you smell what The Rock is buying? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. In case you have not heard, The Rock is now part owner of the XFL, the former collegiate superstar of the University of Miami, former multi-time WrestleMania main eventer, intercontinental champion, world champion, tag champion, so on and so forth, has not only conquered the pro wrestling world, he conquered Hollywood, and now he's moving on into the world of live sports. Hmm. How about that? I want to know what you guys think. I need your thoughts, because everybody is universally praising this as a great move. I have some apprehension, but first, Let's go ahead and get all the flowers thrown at the Rock's feet. Everybody seems to be so happy. Joey, what do you think about the Rock purchasing the XFL? I mean, he, he definitely has the money to do that, and obviously he knows a lot about about football. Um, you know, my question is, is how pissed off did this make Vince McMahon since, you know, this is like 
this was like Vince McMahon's baby, and you know, two times he's had to cancel the XFL. One time was because it basically went bankrupt, and the second time right. was because of the coronavirus. And now The Rock has uh, uh, picked it up. Uh, you know, I I think that 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 is definitely going to be interesting, and I think that that it is is a new venture for uh, Dwayne, and we're going to see exactly what. What he is is able to do, and it's funny that that you mentioned that because Nightmare Jones has a little bit of a bit of breaking news. So, Anton Timmy, if you can please hit that music for me real quick. All right, this just in, ladies and gentlemen. This just in. Apparently. Seeking to outdo longtime rival Vince McMahon, media mongrel Ted Turner held a press conference today to announce that he is starting up the World Championship Football League, ladies and gentlemen. Built as football where the big boys play will go head-to-head on Sunday night against McMahon's, well, now The Rocks, XFL, which, you know, so you got Ted Turner that has decided to start up his own football league, courtesy of <laughs> K-Fade News. <laughs> what? Fucking bullshit! <laughs> bro, that's... Bro, I don't know where you get this. Well, I know exactly where you get this crap, Jones. <laughs> so, Ted Turner starting World Championship Football? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yes, bro, I'm not buying World it. Not even for a second. <laughs> World Championship Football, where the big boys play. Oh, my goodness, man. I wish that was real. <laughs> I really, <laughs> really do. All right, well, there's something else, Joey, that I want to bring up, and, and we are just about five minutes away from Jesse Matthews' approving ground pro. But before we get there, there was something else regarding AEW that I wanted to bring to light, and I wanted to know how yeah. you felt about it. You see, I think there's a lot to be said about consistency, right? The WrestleTalk podcast is an absolute, an absolute testament to just being you, right? The show has undergone a very slow evolution. For the most part, we were very much the same as we were two week, two years ago, even though kind of the background has changed a little bit, the quality of the video and audio has changed a little bit, but we're still the same. And, and the only thing that you could say that we've been very consistent on is just being here every single week. And we have changed from time to time, from Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday, but it's been on very rare occasions, and it's been uh, um, maybe three times or four times in the last five years that we've been doing the show, four to five years since we've been doing the show. The reason I say all that is what does it say about TNT, Warner Media, and AEW that AEW is already having to switch their dates. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. In case you have not heard, coming up later this month, the Wednesday episode of AEW Dynamite will not be seen on August 19th. It will be, be seen on August 22nd at 6 uh-huh. p.m., which, if I'm not mistaken, is the same day as NXT TakeOver. Am I going to take a Dynamite oh, show shit. or am I going to take a TakeOver show? I think that, pretty, that question pretty much answers itself, Okay. <laughs> then the August 26th show, the August 26th show is going to be moved to Thursday, August.
August 27th. And then last but not least, the September 16th show, which would typically air on a Wednesday, is being moved to Thursday, September 17th. So here's my question to you. Is that okay? Is it, is it not showing to you who TNT really values? Because the way I look at it is like this, Joe. USA is giving WWE prime time, right? Uh, TNT, uh, uh, I'm sorry, okay. So USA, Fox is giving WWE prime time. They haven't switched those dates. Those dates have been there since that, 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 that transition happened, right, especially with Fox. Bro, we're not even six months into AEW Dynamite. Maybe six months, and they're already having to switch the dates. Why? Because the cash cow at AT&T has nothing to do with pro wrestling. It is the NBA. And the fact that AEW is being pushed to the side so easily to accommodate the NBA, whose ratings are struggling tremendously, by the way, since coming back, should say something to you. I think that this is just a small crack in the foundation of AEW, and it shows their vulnerability and the fact that when it comes to what their network is going to prioritize, it's quite clear, amigos, that it is not AEW or professional wrestling. TNT is going to bend over backwards to do whatever they have to do to appease the NBA, even if it means pushing the little brother AEW around to Thursday and then to Saturday and back to Thursday and then back to Wednesday. That, to me, says a lot, and it should be something that isn't going to be, you know, isn't going to be a determining factor overall about the future of AEW. But if there was ever a crack in the foundation, it's the fact that they're willing to kind of toss you around to accommodate the big dog in town for that network, which is clearly the NBA. Joe, what are your thoughts yeah, on that? Absolutely. You know, this is something that um, uh, WCW had to deal with, too, because you know, they constantly had to deal with switching dates because of, uh, you know, in, in, in NBA games. And, you know, TNT has always been a, 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 a channel that had basketball on it. And so, you know, it, it, it does not surprise me one bit that AEW, we got to change a couple of days because of basketball games. It really, truly doesn't. But what I think that 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 it's a great opportunity for NXT to put on a hellacious show because there's going to be a lot of people that are usually watch AEW that night that are going to be watching NXT because AEW is not going to be on. So if NXT, if WWE was smart, they would have great shows those days that AEW is not going to be on. Um, but we do have one caller before we get to uh, uh, Jesse Matthews, and uh, he, he apparently he has some information about The Rock and uh, the XFL. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Elliot, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Where are you calling from, and what do you got for us? I'm calling from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is also went to Freedom High School, which is literally in the same district that I play football in. And I actually got off the phone talking to his cousin, Lloyd Anawi, who uh, gave me this whole situation occurred. 
for those that are huge wrestling fans know that The Rock is a diehard football fan. And when he was in Gridiron Gang, he did amazing things with that movie. Throughout the time, he also donated money to Freedom High School to help decision and able to get equipment for the team. So he has always been in sports and always been a fan of football. He has been tossing around the idea of possibly purchasing the XSL. He has really great relationship with Vince McMahon. So he called Vince up directly and said, hey, Vince. I heard about you going bankrupt with the XFL. And Vince said, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to buy it from you, and I want to turn it into something extremely amazing. And Vince was like, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of things we have to discuss. And he was like, I will take care of everything. I will just buy the company. He offered him the money, and all they have to do now is wait until the settlement is complete. And then The Rock is going to travel around different areas of states to get other teams to XFL because he doesn't like the way that the NFL is being run. He thinks it could be run a lot better. So I honestly believe this is a great idea because if there's anyone that's more passionate about football and wanting to help people and bring in more fans, it's the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, which is The Rock. Wow. Well, Ellie, I'm going to go ahead and put you on. I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold so we can respond and. We do have Jesse Matthews, who's uh, going to be joining us here in about a minute and 30 seconds. Joe, you want to tackle that one real quick? Yeah, that, that, that uh, you know, that kind of makes sense. You know, you know, Bill, Bill Bach is still close with Vince, and, you know, he probably, you know, he did contact him more and more than likely, and, you know, I could actually see Bill Bach, you know, doing this. So, you know, I'm excited to see exactly what he's going to do. I truly am. Well, you know, and you know what, Joey? I'm going to be the one to be the negative Nancy in this situation, and I'll tell you this. Something as something as imposing as starting a new football league, okay, is not something that you can do part-time. Yes. Vince McMahon has proved that now on two separate occasions. He hired one of the best minds in football, Oliver Luck, to run the company – and run the brand for him all of last year. We can dispute, we can dispute, uh, dispute all day as to whether or not it was a successful tenure. I would tend to say that it was, okay, uh, despite how things ended. But if The Rock is planning on buying the company and being the face of it, I think that everything else that he is involved with, which we know he's in acting and he's an owner of several different restaurants and so on and so forth. So if he thinks that he can be a part-time, not of a franchise, but of a whole league, I think he's got another thing coming. And, and I listen, and I believe very much that you hire the right people and you just let them do their job, and that's all well and good if you're going to be a spokesman, okay? But if you're going to be the owner of the whole league, is he going to stop making movies? I don't think so. I mean, he's the number one box office hit in Hollywood. I'm just concerned that to undertake a project of this magnitude, to have that many different interests and that many uh, irons in the fire, to me it provides a significant amount of concern when in reality the whole contingency of the XFL being successful is going to kind of lie on the celebrity of The Rock. And if he's not able to give 100% of his attention to it, then why would I? As a fan, 
if I know he's only there 10% of the time, it's not like Roger Goodell spends 10% or 15% of the time doing NFL stuff. No, he spends 800% of the time doing NFL stuff. So that's my only concern. The guy's been a golden goose everywhere he's been, so don't let me be a jackass sitting in his house saying that he can't do it. I'm just saying there's absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, reason for concern. And if you're buying it hook, line, and sinker, just look at what's happened with the XFL previous to incarnation. I'll leave it at that. Nightmare Jones, let's move on to our featured guest for hour number one. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this gentleman has been, you know, he, he, he's, he's been a football, he's, he's been a, a, a wrestler, he's always been interested in professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this guy, he, you know, he, he's, he's always had a love for professional wrestling. You know, he got injured. And he decided to, you know, continue to pursue his professional wrestling. And since then, he has been one of the driving forces of Proving Ground Pro. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our honor to bring on the one and only Jesse Matthews. Thank you very much for that introduction. Good, good. Thanks for the introduction. You guys do it big. You give you music and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it, 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 it's something that we do on the Best of Talk podcast. You know, we, we, we give our guests a, a wonderful, you know, welcome, uh, introduction, and then we play a little bit of music, and then we get into the knit and gritty. So, how have you been, sir? Good, good, good. Uh, staying healthy. Uh, enjoying the uh, the the break because uh, we've been we had been going pretty hard with wrestling for a long time and trying to do something in a very small area and uh, do do big shows in a small area something you'd see somewhere else you know in a bigger city or something like that. Renee's been out to a show. He knows we're in a in a rural area. I mean, I'm talking to you now from my home. In a, in a in a very small town of like 350 people. So. Wow. So you know, how did 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 you get invested in professional wrestling? Well, I mean, as I as long as I can remember, I've always loved pro wrestling. My my dad introduced me to pro wrestling. Um, he was a little bit of an absentee father, but I kept the wrestling part. And it became more than just an interest and, and a hobby, and I wanted to pursue it. And I tried to train for professional wrestling, like the the bio had said. And, um, you know, I was a portly kid, and you can't just roll off your couch and go do what these guys do. And some people think that, and I was one of those people that thought maybe I could do that. And uh, I, I learned the hard way. And... Um, it makes you fall out of love with wrestling a little bit because you don't realize how uh, you know painstaking it is and how much these guys sacrifice on the road. And when you get to see all that firsthand, you're like, man, can I really do this? Um, I took some time off, stepped away from wrestling, fell in love with it again after an independent show uh, that had Matt Seidel 
and uh, Delirious on it and guys like that. And um, started training, like seriously, working out every night, running, doing cardio. Hey, Jesse, let me me interrupt you real quick uh, with a very quick story. So we had uh, had an event like four years ago in St. Louis where we traveled uh, for NatsuCon. Shout out to our boy Rick Maverick uh, for facilitating that visit. So we got the very extraordinary opportunity to interview Delirious. Now, (laughs) for anybody who knows Delirious, the character, he doesn't necessarily speak in full sentences. Joe, you care sharing with Jesse real quick what what that was like? It was probably the most fun, yet the most nonsensical interview that we've ever done. Joe, why don't you shed some light on that? So, basically, interviewing Delirious is you're asking him a question, and his response is, that's his little response, and it's like, and you just have to just go, go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what was it like in this man? <laughs> it was absolutely Bro, it was freaking wild. But you brought up Delirious, and we thought we'd share that story with you, man, because I'm sure you're going to share some awesome stories with us. But go ahead and keep telling us about how you, uh, how you fell in love with the business, please. So, um, you know, when I first tried to get into wrestling, you knock on a lot of doors because when I was younger, you didn't hear about independent shows. You didn't hear about independent companies. You didn't know where wrestling schools were. And when I found the little wrestling schools, I didn't realize that you have to show up there and you have to do things very old school because it was an old school training system. So when I finally figured it out, you know, like I said, I, you know, I blew it. So I started to train, do those serious, you know, take it seriously and while doing so, I just popped my knee. I mean, it just it it exploded on me. So, um, my that kind of you know at, at the time I looked at wrestling, if you were five foot eight and a really good wrestler with healthy body parts, you might get somewhere. You might get to Japan. You might get somewhere else. But there wasn't like realistic hope past a, a top indie career or Japan. And now that landscape has completely changed. But I always had what I thought was the mind for wrestling because I always understood the things that were going on even from a from a young age. You know what I mean? And um, the guys I fell in love with were the guys that turned out to be, you know, as you learn about wrestling, were the guys that were doing the stuff behind the scenes. So um, I just took advice from from a guy named Justin McIntyre. Uh, one night when I tried to train again, he said, you know, wrestling is not for everyone inside the ring, but if you love wrestling and you want to be a part of the business, then you'll find another way in. And so that's what I did. I just searched for another way in. And then I had a chance meeting with my business partner, Brady, and uh, a friend introduced us in a bar and said, hey, you guys love wrestling. Why don't you go check out a show? We went to a show because I knew a guy named Blake Steele that was on the show, um, too, and he had mentioned it, and they had dollar beers, you know. So that's a that's a big bonus in the world of pro wrestling shows. And then we hey, left sounds, the show. Sounds like you went to uh, sounds like you went to SICW. <laughs> I went to SICW. Those dollar beers, bro, they're famous. I'm telling you. Pro wrestling you. epic, actually, in a little small town up here. But uh, you know, they they had a they had a really good card that night, and we left the the venue and. You know, maybe one too many beers led us to maybe we should give this a shot. 
because we both had some experience in wrestling and uh we did and we said three shows and three shows turned into eight years and um now covid has kind of you know given me the chance to reset things and brady's kind of at the point in his life where he doesn't know if he wants to do wrestling ever again and um so I don't know where the future holds for Proving Ground Pro, but I know I have some things that I want to do in wrestling that don't necessarily involve a promotion, but I know that uh, a promotion will will be in my future. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. so Joe, it, it, and I know it's still your turn here, but I think we may be getting an inside look to the potential future of Proving Ground Pro. Uh, I can just say this, Jesse, so Joe can – Ask his uh, his next question. I think that Proving Ground Pro was something special. I would not have drove. I would have not driven six and a half hours from Kansas City to go to a show if I didn't already believe that before I went to a show. Then I went to a show and I got to see. Uh, that's where I met Derek Neal. Uh, shout out to Kentucky, who's a close friend of the show now. Uh, you know, Jake Durden uh, and KLD. Both phenomenal workers. Oh, dude, they're all fantastic. And then you talk about the Mike Outlaws of the world, the Camaro Jacksons of the world. So the collection of talent the most that you underrated. were bringing together. Dude, what did you say? Say that again. I said two of the most underrated. Like people, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got I to gotta interrupt. I'll, I'll let you get back to your thought and I don't want to interrupt too long so you forget your thought. But Mike Outlaw, right. I'm going to put it out there. Mike Outlaw is one of the best unknown professional wrestlers in the world. The fact that he's not on major independent companies that are bigger than we are, that are bigger than, than the companies I see him at, this dude should be wrestling in front of 500 to 1,000 people every weekend. At the very least. No doubt in my mind. No doubt. No like, doubt in my mind. Like impact, companies like that looking for, for young talent. Ring of Honor that may be rebuild after this COVID thing. When you're looking for young, good talent that can do things, if you're if you're passing up on Mike Outlaw, man, you're stupid. There you have okay. it. Well, I just wanted to express how much I I appreciated, respected, and came to love Proving Round Pro even from a distance. Getting Brady Lawrence on the microphone, let me tell you, I do commentary now on a regular basis for several promotions in the Midwest. I was a little overwhelmed sitting next to Brady because he was just so on and he knew everyone. He knew every move. He had so much passion, so much energy. Bro, I was flustered. And I don't get flustered easy. I talk to tons of people every single week on the show and then we do the the, the, the Friday podcast and all that, man. But if Brady Lawrence never did another thing in pro wrestling, I think pro wrestling would be worse off for it. And I hope he knows that. So it's good to hear, though. It doesn't sound like there's been a final decision made. But it's good to hear, though, Jesse, that you still have some unfinished business in the uh, pro wrestling world. And with that, I'll throw it back to Joe. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, you know, I'm a fan of independentwrestling.tv. And, you know, when we we, we were doing our our research, I went to independentwrestling.tv and I looked up Proven Ground Pro and I found one event and it was a 0-1 USA Christmas Chaos. Proven Grand Pro did a show with Zero USA Christmas, and you had a, a card that had something like, oh, let's just say Alpha Omega against Savage Dragon, and then you also had Mike Outlaw going up against 
Jake Durden. Now, the last time that I saw Jake Durden wrestle, somebody went through the wall at the venue. Renee knows exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Jake Durden's amazing. So, so I guess that, that my question is, is how did that event go? Um, we, uh, actually were fortunate enough to add a couple matches to the Zero One USA card that was already established. Mm-hmm. Zero One USA has been a, a great friend for PGP. Shout out to, to David Cavazos over there, uh, Jordan Perry, um, guys like that because they've never shied away from, uh, featuring some other shows besides their own and giving them a platform in a different area. And uh, we knew we weren't going to run for a while, and we wanted to, to give the fans a little something extra. And um, we love working with those guys. I actually was just at their taping in Noble, Illinois, and watched Big Beef Garvin go one-on-one with Durden for their strap. I watched a uh, fantastic triple threat match with some young talent with uh, Sky Blue, a really great female out of Chicago, and then Jake St. Patrick and Victor Analog. Um, and so things like that, um, we are fortunate enough to to get to uh, feature some of our stuff on their, their shows, and we have been lucky enough to actually feature a couple of their matches on our shows. So it's been a great working relationship, and that's what most most companies – don't do and maybe should do a little more and you are seeing it in some places but uh you know it it worked out for both of us we run different parts of the state and um we use some of the same talent and uh like i said they're just really great guys over there and we wanted to do some stuff with them if we could and and it worked out so that is 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 absolutely awesome now the last question i had before i throw it because I know he had a bunch of uh, questions. Is uh, you all had the uh, uh, Ryan Buckley Memorial Tournament? What exactly is the Ryan Buckley Memorial Tournament? Well, r- the Ryan Buckley Memorial Tournament was a show that I I always just wanted to do. Like I always dug tournaments, and so did Brady. Like the ECWA tournament, um, Best of the Super Juniors. Uh, you know, uh, even King of the Ring or the Croc Cup, um, just different tournaments like that when I was growing up, and same for him. And then um, I wanted to – I'm like – I support, the, you know, the military. Like, the, the, I think that those guys are, like, real heroes, like not, like, sports athletes and things like that. More – I am I lean more towards, you know, real human beings that sacrifice a lot for, for, for a little – or for no respect at all. And um, Ryan Buckley is the brother of a good, very good friend of mine named Cody Buckley, and he's from my home, my home area. Uh, and he un- unfortunately passed away in uh, Afghanistan because of an IUD. And um, he meant a lot to the area, and he was always a really good guy. Like, I can't, you know... I, I, you don't talk to anybody and, and get a bad word about the man, or I never had anything bad to say about him. And uh, when doing a tournament like that 
and giving the money that we do make, you know, whatever it is, profit that we do make, we give it away to a military charity. And when doing that, I wanted to connect with people because everybody has their own Ryan Buckley. Like everybody has that one person they know that, that they lost too soon or they may have lost in a war or, you know, that may be suffering coming back from, from serving things like that. Like everybody knows somebody that serves and knows that, that, that those guys deserve more. So we just wanted to give back and the way we wanted to do it was through wrestling. So it's a win-win situation. Awesome. You know, that, that sounds like, like a very honorable thing that, that you all did. All right, Renee, it's all yours, sir. Uh, ask whatever questions that you have, sir. The floor is yours. No doubt, no doubt. And I appreciate you answering that honestly. I know uh, you guys have been running uh, the Memorial Cup for a couple of years now, and hopefully, depending on what happens after COVID-19, Proving Ground Pro will be back. Uh, with another edition of the Ryan Buckley Memorial Cup. But, Jesse, let me ask you a little bit about you, man. So you, you, you clearly wanted to be a wrestler. That didn't necessarily work out. You found your niche somewhere else. I'm curious, as an owner or part owner of the company, what were some of the challenges that you found in running a company without having the feather in your cap of being a professional wrestler? Because I imagine – that somewhere along the way you came across some scrutiny because of it, or was that not the case at all? Um, I'm I, I'm sure that there is some scrutiny. I mean, I'm not – sometimes in the wrestling business, guys will say one thing to your face and say another behind your back. So you never know, you know. Like, in the wrestling business, life's a work, man. Uh, but yeah. uh, <laughs> that's the only way I can describe it. Um but it was is a learning experience learning experience every every show like every show for 8 years you try to get better than the next show and try to fix the the things that you know everybody said you did right on one show you try to you know repeat that kind of success and and fix the things you did wrong and sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't and um it's just been a learning every month like like, I didn't have the experience of somebody sitting me down and teaching me how to book. But I got lucky enough to, to have guys come through the door that were willing to, to teach me. Or if I asked them things, they were willing to show me things. Or I picked things up watching guys for, like, hanging out at shows and trying to get, like, somewhere in the wrestling business, being a lackey who cleaned the ring or put the ring up. Like, a lot of guys, you know, sit back and are like, cool, man, I'm a part of the show. I wasn't happy with that. Like, I listened to everything that guy said or just, you know, could, took any kind of experience I could and learned from it. And I learned from a lot of guys that may not even realize I learned from them and um, just learned on the job. And that's, I mean, that was been the fun part of it for me. I mean, learning how to do everything and, and do it better and, and learn how to do things that you didn't think you could do. And then the other part of it is, the stuff that you don't see. Like I'm the one that, you know, books venues and I, you know, try to go out and get festivals and sponsors and trying to sell people professional wrestling is really hard compared to, you know, trying to sell them a car or something they need. Right. Right. And I'm curious that you almost kind of stole my thunder with the next question. What's something that you found that maybe you had a misconception about when it came to pro wrestling before you actually went in, to the ownership 
um, that you that I understood it as much as I I didn't. You know, like I thought I had a better understanding of wrestling and how oh man I can I can book and I can I can put this together and how to time a show. Like this is got not as hard not as hard as people think, and it's way harder than than anybody thinks it is. <laughs> Uh, because cause it's independent wrestling and there's always going to be a curveball unless you use the same guys over and over again and they're very local and you know they can get there within 10 minutes of the venue or whatever it may be. But we've always used guys from all over and, and given guys a chance if we can and, and guys have given us a chance. So um, just I didn't think that – like I didn't think that – let's see. I didn't think as much went into a show as that does go into a show. And I didn't realize how hard it was to like sell a show, like, like selling it to people that don't understand wrestling is, is harder than booking it. Wow. Well, you have I appreciate to convince them to buy a product that they don't want. Until they see it and they realize that they have to have it. You know what? I know there's a lot of people who watch this show, Jesse, that either are looking to get into the business as ring announcers, referees, or owners. And I know you've just said a lot with what you said. So if you could pass along some valuable information to try to save people that are thinking about getting into the business post-COVID-19, what is just a snippet of advice that you would give to someone who's either thinking about getting into it as a talent, as a referee, manager, commentator, or even as an owner? What would you share with those people that maybe you would be willing to share with yourself eight years ago when you found Improving Ground Pro? I um, actually just shared this uh, information uh, to some kids that were willing to listen. And um, the first thing I told them is surround yourself with people that want to see you be successful. So if, if you're willing to ask for help, they're the guys that are willing to give you help and do it with guys that no matter what level they're on or have been on, they have been successful somehow. And listen to them. Take their advice. Whether it's good or it's bad advice, you're going to learn from it. The other thing I told them is you have to love pro wrestling. Renee, you're married, right? Yes, sir. Three kids. Okay, I, I you know, I'm I'm recently engaged. Okay. I know that when I love Jenny, she's gonna love me back. I know she knows that when I love her or when she loves me, I'm gonna love her back. Like that's reciprocated. Every day, all the time. Pro wrestling, you're gonna love it. <laughs> you're going to give it attention. You're, you, you, you are going to give it as much love as you would any woman. But it's not going to show you the same kind of love and affection back every time. So you have to ride those waves too. Like you can't instant, like think that all of your hard work is going to instantly re- lead to success. Because I have watched guys that are some of the best professional wrestlers or professionals in wrestling – struggle for 15 years before they get a break, but they loved it every day, regardless. Wow. And I hope you guys are taking notes 
that's valuable information for a guy who's not just talking the talk, he's walking the walk. Well, Joey, you know what? Out of respect to time, bro, I'm going to throw it back to you with any final questions you might have so we can get into tonight's edition of the Shoot and Shout segment, which I'm sure is going to be a great time with our buddy Jesse Matthews. I cannot wait. So go ahead, Joe. What do you got for us? Um, I have one final question, and, and, and that final question is, what do you hope that the fans get out of watching uh, a proven ground pro? Like, at the end of the night when the fans leave, what do you hope that, that, that the fans get out of going to one of your shows? It, it's like the, mo- like the most cliche thing ever, but I want to make sure that they know they got their money's worth. And then I want them to leave and know that, like, there's pro wrestling out there outside of the big companies where guys work just as hard, and they're going to be lucky to see them on that level before they get to the dance. Yes. There you go. Great advice. That's good stuff, Joe. That's great stuff, Jesse. Well, you know what? I, I know we could go on for hours and hours, but you know what? You want to go ahead and pick up the pace a little bit, Joe? Is it time to get into tonight's edition of the Shoot and Shout segment? Because I'm ready. It is. It 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 is time. So the shooting shop segment is going to be your opportunity to tell everybody what what is is making Jesse mad. What's pissing Jesse off? It could be wrestling related. It can be coronavirus. It can be you know. It could be absolutely anything. We're gonna play a little bit of music. Uh, Renee's gonna go first, then I'm gonna go, and then you're gonna close this out. Are you all right with that, Jesse? Yeah, he's I got bring you. The fire. Yes. All right, Jesse. He's gonna bring the fire. All right, so we're gonna play some music, and then Renee's gonna start the start the Turn on Montez Ford. You can see this thing coming from a mile away. Remember when 
are you a critic? Because the guy who kept calling himself a fan, I'm like, dude, you're not a fan. You're a critic. You don't love the sport. You love to criticize the sport. And maybe, yes, some things are overly obvious, and it can be a little frustrating when you can see it coming from a mile away. But guess what? You ain't the only one watching. There's 8, 9, 10, 12, 15-year-olds all the way up to 100 years old that watch professional wrestling. Not everything is going to be specifically curtailed to your taste. And that's okay. You know why? Because there's a thousand other professional wrestling companies out there that you can watch or look up and find exactly what you're looking for. But the fact that people are just immediately tearing down stuff that they haven't even waited for it to play out yet, it just aggravates me. It chaps my ass, and it makes me want to shoot and shout. So that's my shoot and shout for tonight, gentlemen. Try and follow that. Man, how the heck am I going to be able to follow that? Man, you know, I, I'm, I, I guess that, that my shooting shot is kind of a play off, off, off of uh, Renee's. What irks me is when people don't want to wait. They want the results right then and there, right then and there. They don't want anything to, to play out. They, they want everything right then and there. They, they, they don't want storylines. They don't want, you know, you know, any build up. They want everything right then and there. And it irks my nose when people bash, you know, things that AEW does, bash what WWE does, all because they don't want to wait to see what is going to happen. And you see it all the time. People bashing them. For things that like just started, and you know, like like for instance, the Jeff Hardy thing. You know, you know, as soon as they started that angle, everybody bashed it. Everybody bashed it. Everybody bashed it. And at the end, it was a great storyline, if you ask me. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> I love it, Joe. Great passion, Jesse. You know how this works, man. Tell us what's pissing you off. And it doesn't even have to be pro wrestling related. The floor is yours. Oh boy, it, it's the theme of the evening. Okay, it's we're going to talk. Well, I'm going to make three points, and I'm going to make them really quick. Okay, wrestling companies that are on TV right now is your chance to be creative. Yes, throw a little, a couple things at the wall. Don't get too crazy. Don't freak the fans out. But you know what? Throw a couple things at the wall. Make some new stars. All right. Stop being lazy. Next. Facts. Fans. What the. Can I cuss on here? Yes. Oh, it's internet radio. Oh, what the fuck do you have to do during COVID? Okay? Why don't you take some time, <laughs> remember what professional wrestling was like back in the day when you fell in love with it? Let them tell you some fucking stories. Suspend disbelief like you wanted to. Stop being a fucking critic. Let them take you away from this COVID shit. For two or three hours, I know it's a little hard with with no fans there, but let them do their thing and tell you some long-term storytelling. Let them make new stars, because if you don't, it's going to be fucking dead when you come back. My Yay! last point. I think AEW, <laughs> AEW is great. WWE is great. Impact Wrestling is being overlooked. Their That's talent great. has gotten better. Their production has gotten better. They are doing things better. Check them out. If you are wasting your time or you feel like you're wasting your time watching some of the other shows, give them a little bit of your time, even if it's some of your YouTube time. 
My next thing is, and my last thing is, AEW wanted to be fucking different when you started this shit, and you're not fucking different. Put the fucking strap on the best dude that you have in MJF. Let that heel motherfucker run your show for about a year and make stars with him. He's a fucking star. Make stars with yeah. him and stop saying that, oh, we started this shit to be different. No, you fucking didn't. John Moxley doesn't need a belt to push your ratings. MJF with your strap will make two or three guys before he drops that damn thing. And the guy he's going to drop honest? it to should be Adam Page. So that's my, that's my, my biggest rant. And Ricky Starks is, don't overlook that motherfucker. He's going to be a star. To be honest, Whoa, I, absolutely, baby. I absolutely agree about MJF. Do you realize that MJF is still undefeated in AEW and he's never had a title shot? Undefeated and never had a title shot. <laughs> and do not do what they, you've done to the rest of them and kill him off by making him lose to Moxley. Do not break him and more load up. Do the damn thing and put the belt on him. There you go. Put the strap Woo. on him. I love it. He's a heat-seeking fucking missile, boys. Got to cut him loose, baby. Man, oh, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the conclusion of our first featured guest of the evening, Proving Ground Pro's very own Jesse Matthews. Jesse, before you go, I, I just want to say on behalf of the pro wrestling community in the Midwest, thank you for an amazing eight years of Proving Ground Pro. I know that the final chapter is yet to be written, but just one man's opinion, and that is I would love to see you guys continue. Brady, I don't know what the hell is going on with you or who pissed you off, but you know what, brother? You are needed in the professional wrestling world, and I hope that you will reconsider not wanting to continue in the sport because you're an asset, you're appreciated, and you're a longtime member of the WrestleTalk family. I wanted to say that, Jesse, because I think that the guys that do what you do are often so underappreciated until you've been doing it like 40 years, like Herb Simmons or Jim and Crystal Yunt and people of that cloth. But eight years, that's not too freaking shabby, brother. So thank you for the awesome, fun, creative, affordable entertainment that you guys have brought to the fans of Illinois for so, so long, bro. We love you for that. Thank you. Seriously. I thank you that. so thank much, you guys. For Thanks for always being fans. I appreciate it. No doubt about it. Joe, any final thoughts for uh, Mr. Matthews before we let him go? Oh, man, just thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the podcast. Just make sure that you are not a stranger and you will come back on soon. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse has left the building. We're going to take a quick, uh, let's see here, a quick, uh, what, two-minute break, and then we'll come back for the FWWC segment. That sound good, Renee? Sounds good. And you know what? If you didn't share the broadcast hour, well, it's pretty easy to sum up. Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Not a dime. See you guys in two minutes and 20 seconds. Peace.
Yo, what up? Night Owl. Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, Nightmare Jones, and all the best guests. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalksPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. Alright, now ladies and gentlemen, I know that the night I was going to come in here and he's going to kick out Nightmare Jones, and that's okay, but I do have a little bit something that I wanted to say real quick before he throws me out so that I don't have to interrupt anybody, and that is, Remy Ricks, what the hell happened last night, bro? <laughs> I thought that I was, was underrated, I, I thought that I wasn't relevant anymore, you didn't even get one single point, bro. Not even one single point. <laughs> don't, don't stop messing with me. Stop messing with Nightmare Jones, Remy Ricks, because you're not going to like what you get. That's why I call you Rick Rose 2.0, because you talk a lot of shit, but you couldn't get the damn thing done. Whoa, Plain whoa, and simple, Nightmare Jones, take whoa, me out of here. Whoa, 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 Nightmare Jones. Let me tell you something. I know you La okay. Familia heathen. I know you La Familia heathen are used to just running up, talking your trash, and hitting the back door. And that's what you were expecting. But guess what, Nightmare Jones? I'm holding your feet to the fire today. You know why? Because Remy Mother Loving Ricks is on the line, and instead of you running off and not even sure you do this? what the man's got to say. Oh, yeah, he is definitely uh, on the uh, line. Are you, you know sure what? you want to do this? All right. All right. I am sure. I am absolutely sure. I am absolutely sure. Okay? But before we do that, allow me, ladies and gentlemen, to hit you with the breaking news that I promised at the top of the hour.
the Wrestle Talk podcast will be covering the entry fee for not one, two, three, four, or five people. No, 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 Nightmare Jones. The Wrestle Talk podcast will be covering the entry fee for every single person who wants to join us at Esports Bar KC in Shawnee, Kansas on August 23rd, starting at 5 o'clock p.m. That's right. For the first time ever, our exclusive watch party, FWWC and Wrestle Talk, is going to be absolutely – no, no, no. It's not going to be absolutely free. You know what it's going to be, Nightmare Jones? It's going to be free 99 not 9.99, not 1.99, not 10.99, free 99 That means $0 out of your pocket because we are doing it on the behalf of our locally owned minority business, eSports Bar KC. We want all the money to go back to B-Will in that business so that when COVID-19 is done, Joey, we're right back in there doing what we always, always do, having the most kick-ass watch parties in the Midwest, bar none. That is my breaking news. So before we bring on the FWWC folks, bro, i got to know how you feel about that because that is huge news. Oh, that, that's freaking awesome, man. Heck yeah. You know, the SummerSlam's back, bro. SummerSlam is, is back. You know, they've got some great food there. It's always a great time. If you're in the Kansas City area, absolutely go check them out. It's going to be awesome. Tell them Nightmare the Jones sent you. Free, bro. Free 99? You can't beat free 99. Now, now, when you say free, it's coming out of the Night Hours pay, right? Not Nightmare Jones' that pay. Is, no, it's coming out of Wrestle Talk podcast budget. You know what, Josie? We've sold a lot of this mug. So we're going to put the money right back in to the WrestleTalk family. That's right. It doesn't matter how many people show up. We are going to cover the cover charge for every single person. And you know what? We might even have a DJ in the house because I know a guy named DJ Swag who would be in there and would love to be there to keep the party popping even after SummerSlam is over. So we might even have a DJ in the house. How do you like them apples? You can't beat free 99, bro. It's awesome. It's awesome. And B-Will was telling me, that he's got a new recipe where you're going to be able to get steak at eSports Bar. Not just nachos, not just wings, but steak or beef on bun. And if you know anything about Kansas City Barbecue, here is where you get the very best beef on bun in the country. B-Will's put his own twist on it. And from what I hear, yes, you can absolutely bring your mug, ladies and gentlemen. Bring your Russell Talk Podcast mug. Okay? They even have The Rock's new tequila at Esports Bar, Joe. The Rock's new tequila will be there ready to serve for you guys on August 23rd, bro. Does it get any better than that? I don't think so. Yeah, sounds awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All that said, whoa, the phone lines have definitely picked up here in the last couple of moments. So you know what? Don't go anywhere, Josie, because there's a guy who uh, is not afraid of dishing out some punishment. We saw him destroy, literally destroy El Diablo's attorney, and now he's got some words for you. Remy Ricks, what's on your mind tonight? Man, look, we just going to start off by saying, Joe, you can run your mouth all you want. Yes, you won. 
But if you've never had a bad day, then you're a goddamn liar. But with that being said, I'm going to take my L. I'm going to move forward. And I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So next time you got something to say, set it up. Because I got as much free time as you want, buddy. All right. Well, you know what? How about if I up the ante? So you got a match at uh, SummerSlam, right? But how about if at the next pay-per-view after SummerSlam, which, whatever that, that pay-per-view is, you and I have a match. If you beat me, I will send you a belt so that you can finally walk around with the championship for the first time in your career in the FWWC. But if, if I beat you, you got it wrong. If I beat That's you, you, all that I want you to do is make a promo telling everybody that Nightmare Jones is better than you. Look, I got no problem admitting somebody's better than me. But what I do got a problem with is you guys thinking that you have a legacy just because you had a couple gold straps. At the end of the day, you need more than some gold straps to create a legacy, buddy. So you better get working on thinking. something because your promo game sucks and everything else. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, so, like I said, big folks, all right, all right, all right. Well, Joey, I, I appreciate you being here. You said your piece. Now let's get us some one-on-one time with Remy Ricks. Remy, obviously you've got this situation with Nightmare Jones, but that's not all. You are, are on a hot pursuit after El Diablo, and you recently entered into the Dark Realm Trios tournament. Talk to us a little bit about how Lilith became the third member of your team? Man, look, at the end of the day, I had a team. It was me, Satan, Funky. And as everybody knows, we ain't going to speak on it no more. Shit happened between what happened, and I had to look for a new teammate. So Saint told me to get a hold of Lily. And next thing I know, we got a vampire on my team. And as for El Diablo, he can cancel that match at SummerSlam all he wants because, like you said, I'm about to light it up in this Dark Realms Trios tournament. If that's how I got to get a hold of him, then so be it. Well, that's funny that you say that because I remember last week, uh, you know, he he made the announcement that, uh, you know, during the FWWC Tonight podcast sponsored by the Wrestle Talk podcast, that he wasn't going to face you. And I know you were very upset about that, but, you know, I kind of took it upon myself to point out the fact that, yeah, maybe there's, this isn't the time for you guys to go one-on-one, but clearly you're still going to get your opportunity to get your hands on him in the Dark World Trios tournament. So I guess my question is, how comfortable do you feel with your new teammates? Well, I don't know, Lilith, like I knew Funky. But at the end of the day, what it boils down to, if anybody's been been paying attention, they should see the impact that Lilith left on Arden Murphy in that House of Horrors match. I mean, he isn't the same man since that match. So why not put her on my team? Very, very interesting. Well, Remy Riggs, any final thoughts that you want to leave the FWWC uh, with 
or the members of the WrestleTalk family? Yep, I sure do. Friday night, this new free agent tree aside, you'll hear from me very soon, buddy. I'm going to be your first match in the FWWC. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, representing the brand that is leading right now in the brand battle, the Inferno brand, the one and only Remy Ricks. Well, up next, ladies and germs, we're going to keep that trend going. And I'm just going by who called in first here. None other than the lady, the boss, the boss hoss of the Inferno brand, Susie Hoss. What's on your mind tonight, Susie? Oh, not much, you know, not out. I'm just, you know, calling in, doing my usual weekly check-in, you know, making sure my team's calling in because we like to dominate the the Wrestle Talk podcast when it comes to the FWWC segment. But there is one thing I would like to tell everybody. You know, we had our pick this past Friday, and we just happened to get a box. That means that this Friday on the FWWC tonight, the Inferno team will be hosting the FWWC tonight. We are going to light up the FWWC tonight. So all you folks out there, y'all be listening because Inferno team is going to be rocking the show. Very, very nice. Well, Susie, I only want to ask you one other question because I want to do, I do want to get to all the other callers. And there was a poll that went up a couple of days ago pertaining to the FWWC Pick'em. How do you think your brand did that night? We know I saw that that they're, you know, a little poll, and, and a lot of people are saying that the other two brands may have come out ahead. But frankly speaking, we walked away with a trade that gave us Savior Saint. We walked away with a mystery box that's going to allow us to host the FWWC tonight. Plus, it's also going to give us one point at the beginning of round six, so we're already a point ahead. How could we not have won that? How could we not be on top of the pick'em. I mean, we walked away with all the best stuff. So, <laughs> the other teams, well, sorry about your bad luck. Y'all can say all you want, you won, but the fact of the matter is, once again, Inferno burned it out. Burned it down, sorry. I'm too sweet. I'm too sexy. Oh, yeah. I got the looks. That drives the girls wild. Got the shades. Ladies and gentlemen, up next during tonight's FWWC segment, again, the home of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, we have a man hailing from the great country of Canada, just north of the U.S. of A., the general manager of the Rise brand, Mr. Heel Deal. Welcome to the show, sir. It's great to be here. Come on, Night Owl, sing with me. Sexy. Oh, it's catchy, right? It's catchy. Yeah, I've heard better. I've heard better. Ah, okay, well, let's get, let's get down, down to business. Well, let's get down to business then. Here's the first question, Neil Deal, and it's the same one I just asked Hardcore Sid. How do you think Rise did during the pick this past Friday for round four? Hey, we did two 
sweet baby. We got ourselves another chance, another shot at bringing home that Warriors Heart Championship, the most prestigious championship in this group. It's why the heel deal since he joined three years ago has chased it, won for it because he knows it makes you number one. And he may not be able to hold it physically, but for it to be on his brand is the next best thing. So that's huge. And then the tag team titles. We only got one pair for the whole FWWC, so we have an opportunity besides SummerSlam to go for those beautiful belts. So the heel deal things Ryan's brand made out wonderfully. The boxes were perfect. And, I mean, we got the votes, but we also got the boxes to prove it. Well, you know what? It's great to hear that you're so energetic and upbeat, knowing that you had a huge target on your back. Speaking of targets on your back, there's some rumors that I've been hearing, and I'm going to look to you for some confirmation, and it's about the Dark Realm Trios Tournament that La Familia is hosting. Now, I know you've got a little bit of inside information compared to most, seeing as you are a La Familia member. Deal, deal. Are you planning on entering the tournament? And if so, would you be willing to reveal your partners here tonight on the FWWC segment? Well, you know what? I'll I'll give you all the candy, all the cookies, all the treats. Yes, the heel deal. The heel deal will be packing his bags, leaving Canada, finding the dark realm, going inside. He's going to stand across from his brothers, and it breaks his heart. But the heel deal has always strived to be one thing, Night Owl, and that's number one. Here in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and the dark realm, all over, baby. So the heel deal is packing his bags. He's going to the dark realm, and he needs to find two people to fight beside him. And in the interest of being number one, the heel deal puts all else aside. His partners will be Mr. Lucky Charm. Okay, he'll, he'll, sorry, sorry about that. You, you were saying Mr. Lucky Charms. Please continue. Pick up from there. All right, Mr. Lucky Charms, Arden Murphy. We may not see eye to eye, but I know he's a scrapper. I know he's a fighter. And ever since Rise Brand has started, and I've thrown every single thing in his way, he's jumped over them, over them, over them, and over them. So he knows he's got a fighter to his left. And into his right, well... It takes a special kind of individual to hold three championship belts. They're heavy night owl. Daniel Grimm, Grimm, Murphy, Antoine, coming to the dark realm. Wow, a very passionate response there from the heel deal. Now, I know we still have several other callers on hold. I've got about three minutes for you guys before we bring on one of my favorite guys in the business today, the D1 champion of Dynamo Pro, Camaro Jackson. So we'll go rapid fire through the next couple of the callers. We're going to start off here with Lucky the Lucha Warrior and Jessica Flowers. You guys have the floor for about a minute. What's on your mind tonight? There's a lot of talk um, in our brand, an infinite brand, about who is going to be number one. And right now we have Mr. Swag, who is our hybrid champion, the only champion in our brand, and I, I just can't get over that. My wife 
sat here and beat him last night, getting no points on his side. And is that what a champion looks like to y'all? What kind of champion is that? To 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 be beaten by what y'all call a rookie, but obviously I ain't one. Whoa, my guys! Let me tell you something. You guys have come into the FWC hot and heavy. I gotta ask you, what chances do you have, in in your opinion, of being booked at one of the biggest shows of the year for FWC SummerSlam? Are you guys both gonna be on that card? Have you gotten any confirmation yet from your general manager? We haven't got any confirmation yet, but we are going to pull out every strings we can to make our way there. No matter for what, what champion, what match, we're still going to go and we will dominate if we do. Just know we are ready. Oh, baby, I love it when the new talent comes on and shows up some of the OGs here in the FWWC. Well, we got about a minute left to get through the final two callers. And it would only be appropriate if we brought in a man who represents Kansas City oh so classy. Like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in Mr. Swag. Hybrid champ, what's going on with you, man? You know what? I sit here and I hear these two punk asses out here talking shit on Mr. Swag. See, they don't understand. Mr. Swag might have done a little overlooking here, and that's not his style. The uh, the newbie, she got, she got, she got her. Uh, Ten seconds of fame, whatever. I ain't even tripping over it. Mr. Swag, too busy out there partying all weekend, smoking the Cohibas, drinking the bamboo, chasing the, the <laughs> finest things around. It just, hey, it wasn't my night. What am I going to say? But I'm going to tell you right now, save your saint. You make a comment again, claiming that I'm out here throwing matches. Me and you going to have a serious talk, pal, because I don't think you even faced me but one time when you was in our brand. Now you want to leave and talk smack. Whatever, man. Get out of here. Swag out. Swag is out, ladies and gentlemen. And we are about 30 to 45 seconds to bringing on our second featured guest of the evening. That's right, my friends. Camaro Jackson is going to be performing at Black Wrestlers Matter. He's going to be joining us in just a matter of moments. But El Diablo, according to the La Familia nonsense, I have to give you your time. You've got 40 seconds. Please just say what you have to say and leave. Uh, well, first off, I didn't think it was very respectful of you to be talking to Hill Deal the way you did. Because if you ask me, that theme song is the best. And when it comes to Wild Brand, that's also, oh, I'm sure you think you have, but you probably haven't. But anyways, it's sad to see my sister, Susie Haas, fighting. Of all, with all this brand battle crap in her face. Because I want you to know, Mr. Night Owl, in the end of all this brand, brand battle bull crap, La Familia always wins. Well, nothing new from La Familia Worldwide. Congratulations, El Diablo. You just took up 45 seconds saying the same crap you always say, well done, well done. Well, then, I know you're real proud of yourself. You beat up a couple of girls last week. That's all well and good. What I want to know is if you can prove it. Because from what I understand, you have a shot at the FWWC world title at SummerSlam. And all I got to say, my friend, is deja de hablar y empieza a actuar. That means stop talking and start doing. Okay? Because I'm sick of you running your mouth with your long-ass promos, beating up all 
reporters and all sorts of people half the time. And the fact of the matter is, when it comes to you actually in big matches, you don't have that great of a track record, my friend. And those, like my buddy Theory says, that's what happens when you operate in the currency of facts. That brings us to the end of tonight's edition of the FWWC segment. So sorry for those of you who have been waiting for Camaro Jackson. I promise you we'll give you the whole 30 minutes as long as he's available for us to give the full 30 minutes. With that said, intern Timmy, you know what to do. Cue up the music as we welcome in the D1 champion, a man that's going to be performing at Black Wrestlers Matter, and honestly, one of the hardest working, most humble dudes in the Midwest today, amigos from Alpha Omega, Camaro Jackson. Hit the music! Not so long ago, I feel great. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't Mexican food, was it? Uh, no, I can't. Well, I'm trying to um, diet properly these days. You know what? Today was considered Taco Tuesday, but we didn't eat um, like we didn't eat meat. So it was um like it was like veggie meat or whatever. Whatever my wife gives me, man. <laughs> Are you vegan, bro? You're vegan? No, she's trying to turn me into a vegan, <laughs> but no. <laughs> I have a hard time giving up chicken, so. <laughs> I hear you. Well, it's it's funny. Uh, for OOC reasons, only you and I will know what I'm talking about. But Taco Tuesday! <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Favorite that day of the up, week. But, uh, I know, dog. I know, I know, I know. Well, anyway, uh, let me start off this interview, Joe, because you know I'm a big fan of, of Mr. Camaro Jackson and you know, he's been on the show several times. By the way, I wanted to apologize to you for the Wesley Snipes-esque haircut on the last poster. Um, Yo! Dude, I'm sorry oh about my, that. Oh, I'm my God. I'm looking like Blade <laughs> 1 through 3. Jesus. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Listen, those editing apps are expensive, bro. Those crappy apps are expensive. We, we uh, sold that, enough that, it's really hard. Beer it's hard so, to do. So, it's very no, I hard. Know. It, it's hard. We stepped our game up, though. Do you like the new poster? Did it look all right to you? Yeah, yeah. I felt it. I'm like, okay, updated promo. Pick me in there. <laughs> let, let's go. And you got the gold over your shoulder. So so let, let me you know start. You know I had a gold. Where, yeah, I know. It looks great, man. That's a beautiful title. I was there when it was unveiled. And uh, when Shorty Biggs had it and when Outcast had it, man, I was yeah. there through that whole process, man. I'm a... Big fan of those guys. I'm sure you you know and respect the history of the D1 title, right? For sure, man. You know it. Well, well, but you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to start there. I actually want to go back in time a little bit, and, and I want to okay. speak uh, a little bit about kind of how we have done a little bit of work together, and it's something I'm very, very proud of. So, um, a couple of years ago, you and Kenny. Uh, came and, and, and decided to, to, to bless us 
uh, over at GWF, uh, who am I, I'm no longer mm-hmm. affiliated with. Shout out to Justin O. We're, we're good friends still. Um, but we had the <laughs> opportunity to work together. And if I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. that was your guys' first opportunity to main event. And we did pretty damn good at that show, bro. I think we had like 220, 225 at that, that, that mm-hmm. show that you guys main evented. And, and, and it's been nothing but like upward trajectory for you since then. So can you take us back to like Camaro Jackson getting out of the, the, the SUV, opening up the garage door and main eventing that show and how, where you were then compared to kind of where you are now? Oh my God, man. I forgot all about the SUV. That was, that was... <laughs> oh my God. You're welcome. That was my idea. <laughs> Dude, that was the coolest thing ever. I felt so important. I'm like, oh my God, this is real. <laughs> Yo, so like then, what was I was only a year in by then. So like main eventing on a show like of any kind was like not a real thing yet for me. Um, I've had like glimpses of like, you know, being like on the, like the main card, you know, the impromptu matches, the important matches, title matches, but never like the, um, spot, the highlight of the show, never the main event. So in that moment of like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. I I can get used to this. It, it, It was just, it was a fun ride, man. Just first of all, the SUV, dude, that was the coolest thing ever. Like you grew up, you grew up seeing wrestling. Like man, I know back in your your day, you had you had the horsemen, you had Flair, you had you had them guys who was swaggy to the toe. Then you know, growing up for me, I had the DX, the Evolutions. You know, you got the guys in the limos pulling up to the shows with the ten pieces. So we roll up in the SUV. We like, what's up? So I mean, I felt like I was like this. I was. It was fun. It was it was fun, man. It was amazing. And like then like just the person and the wrestler that I was then, it's totally like in the real view mirror to who I am now. Like I'm like a totally different person just as a as a professional. Like I feel like I've grown a lot. And like what's crazy, like I'm not even I've only been around three years going on four years and like I feel like I've learned so freaking much and I feel like I've done a lot but like the work ain't done man like I'm still trying to do more um I'm still trying to learn more I just I just I feel like I'm I'm growing like I'm steadily growing like there's never been a moment to where like even with the COVID mess I never felt like it was a like a um a stunt in my growth when it becomes, when it becomes as a professional wrestler like I'm, I'm always grinding. I'm always learning. So, like, I feel like now, compared to now and then, I'm just grateful for every opportunity I get, especially since we're in the COVID era. Like, I'm extremely grateful for everything. Well, well and you, you show it, and the people that follow you and support you know it. Um, you know, we've got a lot of people right now on the Facebook Live that are just like, yo, what's up, champ? A lot of people obviously are very – um, gravitated to, towards you. And and I think that, you know, uh, Harley Race and WLW and those folks have taken notice clearly. And, and I, if you can go back and do this, I think you would be a, a better person for it. We had Jesse Matthews of Proving Ground Pro uh, on during the mm-hmm. first hour, who I know you're, you're also very familiar with. 
and he had nothing but great things to say about you and Mike Outlaw and Jake Durden and that whole gang. So, bro, you're, you're starting to be brought up in the same sentence with the Ricky Cruises and the Outlaws and the Durdens and stuff like that and the, and the Derek Stones and the, the John Webbs or whatever. Is it kind of surreal to you? Because I know you kind of, when you were first started training here in Kansas City for when uh, NWO was still going, I imagine that mm-hmm. these are some of the people that you looked up to and now you're kind of being brought up in the same conversation as them. Is that something that's a little surreal to you? It blows my mind a little bit, man. Like, when people, like, put me in the same conversation as my trainer, who I freaking love to death. Uh, shout out put me to the same conversation. Yeah, shout out to my, shout out to my, shout out to my wrestling daddy, man. That's my poppy. My my bro Mike man outlaw outlaw so damn good like I don't think people realize how good outlaw is he does not get the credit that he deserves like he's part of the That's reason why said. I've grown a, a lot yes exactly what Jesse said like he's so damn good and he does not get the credit he deserves he doesn't even give himself the credit that he deserves this man is literally. And it's just me being unbiased as possible, also being biased. He's one of the greatest wrestlers going right now, period. If you put him in the ring with God, he's going to have a five-star match, period. Period. He's so good at what he does. And he's just, the way he thinks about wrestling, the way he goes about wrestling is so different from everyone else. And, like, Outlaw is a straight-up perfectionist. Like, if, if it's messed up a little bit, like if it's 98%, He's going to start over from zero until it gets to 110%. Although it can only go to 100, he's going to go that extra 10% because that's just who he is. Like, oh, my goodness. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot, and I know it's going to be a tough one, okay? Okay. So you got – it's been been announced already, so I'm not breaking any news here. You got Mike Outlaw versus – Mr. Black Wrestlers Matter himself. My man started the movement. As a matter of fact, I was mm-hmm. there when my man started wearing the shirt over at Metro Pro Wrestling in Kansas City way, mm-hmm. way, way, way back in the day. Who do you got, bro? Outlaw versus John West? If you were a gambling man, who would you go with? I got to go with Outlaw. I'm always going to bet on Mike. Always. Oh, always there bet is. On Mike. Being a homer. Being a homer. Just like that. <laughs> 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 I knew it. I knew it. No, it's fine. No, Mike. Mike's fantastic. <laughs> Mike is fantastic. But it's funny because that's just one of the matches on the card. And I'm going to hit it early yeah. because I think it's a very important thing to hit. You know, uh, um, after our exchange a couple of weeks ago, I started to think. I was like, okay, I keep saying that I'm putting my money where I, my, my mouth is. And I had done it in a very private way because I, I believe – uh, you know, being a Latino, being an immigrant, that our struggle is different from other people's struggle, and we can relate on many different levels. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. what can I mm-hmm. do using my platform as one of the hosts of the Wrestle Talk podcast to kind of put my money where my, my mouth is publicly, privately? I'm mm-hmm. that kind of guy. Like, if I'm going to donate money, bro, you're not going to see me talking about it on Facebook and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to give to charity mm-hmm. or whatever, I'm not going to be like, oh, look, I'm I'm feeding the homeless people. That's not my thing. That's not what I do. Right, but right, right, decided, right. That's just how I grew up. So what we decided was to not only support Black Wrestlers Matter by having their talent on the show, which a couple of weeks ago we had one of their wonderful female talents. She was fantastic. If you guys missed that interview with Jocelyn, you were tripping. Yo, she's 
She's West Indian. She's Yo, Jocelyn is crazy. I love her. I love her. Oh, my goodness. I love her. So you know what we decided to do, Camaro? We decided to put our mouth, money where our mouth is, and we decided to actually pay to become sponsors of Black Wrestlers Matter. And and we're very, very excited. And I know you're excited to be a part of it. And so I guess I want to jump to that before I throw to Joe. What does it mean to Mm -hmm. you to be a part of something that is going to be the first time ever? Right, this is all going to charity. This isn't some money grab mm-hmm. based on the movement. It's actually going to help people in impoverished and African American communities. I know that's something being a father that's near and dear to your heart. Can you talk to us about that just briefly? So like I feel like it's the opportunity for like this is number one, like when you when you're a kid, man, like me and you, like we we had we had our heroes, but we never we never saw them in that that spotlight, you know what I mean? Like people that look like us. So like it's it's important because we finally have the opportunity to do something with just us, but also like it creates like a ripple effect, like a little ripple effect. So it can it can trigger something else. Like let's say, um, you know, black kid growing up. I never really saw a lot of black wrestlers on TV unless it was Booker T or um The Rock or Farouk. I like it wasn't it wasn't that many and it wasn't that many in the main event. It wasn't that many being put in that spotlight. That's a good point. So it, it's like, oh man, like where I'm, why are, why are the people that look like me, why are my heroes not getting the chance they deserve? And like you know, like if I put it on me, like it, it's it's an amazing feeling to main event these shows now because my kids are there watching it. Like they straight up look up to me. Like it's amazing. Like if you if you were ever at a show and you saw my sons and you saw how they reacted to when I wrestled, they lose their freaking mind. And I'm just like, when I really think about it, I'm like, wow, I'm like kind of like a superhero to them. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not just an afterthought. Like, I'm important. And not just to them either, to everyone. And, like, that's what it's about. I feel like like we need the opportunity to not just be important to people who look like us, who, who are younger, to youth. Like, that's important. But we want to feel important to everybody. Like, we want people to know that, like, hey, we're just as good as him. We're just as good as them. Or even better. Like, because it's the talent pool of Black wrestlers, Latino wrestlers, Asian wrestlers, it's deep. It is it deep. It is deep. But very. And I'm going to be real. Promoters don't realize that because all they book is these same white guys on every single show. And that's not even a knock because they're they're talented. They're, they're very well talented. They're very well deserving. But... Where is the diversity? Where are the opportunities for people like us who are just as good as those guys? Maybe even better, if I'm being honest. Now, I'm not saying it's well, not me, okay to do Let me jump in right there. Let me jump in right there. Because I, I love what you're saying, and I want to give a very specific example. So mm-hmm. there are people, and everybody, the, the issues that I have with Jeremy Wyatt are well-documented. Everybody knows Mm -hmm. that Night Owl and Jeremy White have had our clashes. But you know what? Mm -hmm. I love the guy. I love the guy for this reason. 
he has always been willing to fight the best. And his match, his mm-hmm. 50-minute match against Fred Yehi, to me, said yes. everything that yes. needs to say, I think it said everything that needs to be said about where the African-American mm-hmm. talent pool is right now compared to everybody else. It is at the same mm-hmm. level or in mm-hmm. some cases superior. I'm not saying that Fred Yehi is better than Jeremy Wyatt. I'm not saying Jeremy Wyatt mm-hmm. is better than Fred Yehi. But if you flip the coin on a specific day, it could very well land on either side. That's where we are, yep. ladies and gentlemen. We're on an equal playing yep. field when it comes to talent and skill. Now, Camaro, yep. and I'm sure you agree with this, it's about being granted those opportunities. Please continue. I yes, just wanted to point absolutely. that out. Yes, like, oh, my goodness. Like, that was, like, a perfect example. Like, <laughs> that was perfect, Renee. Like, Fred Ray High, Jeremy White, they had one of the best matches on the independent scene during this COVID era, like 60 minute Iron Man match. Like, first of all, 60 minute matches on this level isn't heard of anymore. Um, It's foreign. So for them to do that, and especially in front of no crowd, just a crowd of probably what, 10 people like wrestlers. It's amazing. It's it's unheard of. It's unheard of. So it's just unique in its own way. It was the camera. Exactly. 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 Crazy. So that's unique. That's unique in its own way. Like, Fred Yeha, holy hell. He is great. I know. He is great. Oh, my goodness. That's actually Outlaws. That's actually one of Outlaws' favorite wrestlers, by the way. (laughs) Why wouldn't it be him, John Gresham, Keith Lee? Shane Taylor. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah, man. And you know what? It's so many. Like I said, the the, the talent pool is endless. It's, there's so there's so much of us to give, but are we going to be given the opportunity to show what we can do? You know what I mean? Um, we everyone deserves an opportunity. Everyone does, deserves a chance. But I think the time is now for people to realize. We're just as good, if not better, than the others. So, with that being said, Beautiful. I mean, yeah, that's, that's how I feel well, about so, it, man. That's good stuff. Well, Joey, listen, I know you're a big Camaro Jackson fan. I know particularly Apple Omega is a is a tag team that you're always, you know, you're scrolling through independentwrestling.tv and YouTube, looking up some of their stuff, mm-hmm. uh, especially because I'm such a big fan. So, why don't you jump in here with any questions or thoughts that you might have uh, for the Dynamo Pro D1 champion, Camaro Jackson. Sure. Absolutely. You know, so, well, first of all, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the uh, podcast. So, you know, you won the uh, D1 championship in a triple threat match against the King of Chaos, Vicky Cruz, and Jaden Dominic Rose. Uh, what was it like becoming the D1 champion? Oh man. Uh it was important. It was important to me. Um it was just during that time, like last year, I felt like I hit a rough patch mentally. Not necessarily professionally, but just mentally. I didn't feel like myself. Like ever since my grandmother passed away last April, um, I just I n I wasn't really focused. Not not on anything. I'm gonna focus on life, wrestling, my family. It just seemed like nothing was hitting for me then. So um, I started going down to the dojo 
uh, Dynamo Pro Dojo. I started tra- uh, training down there more often. Uh, started helping train more often, actually. And, like, I feel like that drove me to want to be better, like a better person, a better wrestler, better just overall. And I feel like it started to finally show. Um, and I feel like me winning that triple threat match was just the combination of, like, all of that hard work, all of the trials and tribulations, that I, everything that I went through, it was really surreal to me, um, especially not like when you look at that lineage of the D1 title, pretty much for the most part, except for I think one person or two people, all those guys that held that title were Dynamo guys. Like they started with Dynamo, they trained with Dynamo, they came from Dynamo Pro. And like, it 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 it, it was like a all all inspiring moment for me because I'm like wow like I'm one of those guys now yeah I didn't I didn't start here but now I am here because I'm always around I'm always helping I'm always I'm always seen as this this guy you can count on you can depend on now sometimes I'm not perfect but who is um so like just winning that opportunity, winning the title, and especially having my kids there, my wife, my mom. I was like, wow, all right, maybe I am pretty good at what I do. Maybe maybe, maybe I should start believing in myself more. Maybe I should start showing everybody why I am called the best. Like, it's, like, it's not just a gimmick. Like, it's who I am. Like, if I don't put 110% in everything I do, why am I, why am I, why am I the best? Why am I so-called number one? Let, let's let's make it let's make it make sense. Let's make it real. So I right. feel like me pushing myself to that next level finally started to get the wheels rolling how I wanted to because now everything is totally different. Now even if even during this COVID era, like everything is totally different for me professionally as a wrestler. Like I've grown instantly after I won that title. I can't even like tell you how much I've grown, just mentally, just how oh, everything has changed, man, for the better, for the better. Well, Joe, with, with your permission, I want to pass along a comment uh, to Camaro Jackson from a, a very, very dear friend of both of us, uh, the legendary Kansas City poet and performer, uh, the poet Theory Foster says, and I quote, shout out to my brother, Camaro Jackson, excellent brother, loving father, Man of Alpha, great wrestler, the next best thing. So that's some love coming your way from our buddy Sam. That's my dog, man. Sam is my that's cat, my man. Dog. You know what it is. <laughs> I know. That's my dude. And then number two, I'm going to put myself over here just for a moment. I want to take a little the credit show. here, just very, very, very little credit. So I don't know if you know this, but the very first time that evil Jim Yunt saw Camaro Jackson was at GWF. Talk about full circle. And now you're the man over there. Beautiful thing. <laughs> and coming from it, from the outside and being open arm like that by Dynamo Pro Wrestling, those two things. You're a great guy. That's easy to tell. And number two, you're a talent that I don't even think you realize how much potential you have, bro. So I just wanted to say that. I'm very proud of being able to help make those connections. I was 
telling my buddy Leo D earlier, we were all ch- we were chatting and everything. I said, look, bro, I don't know what's next for me in wrestling. All I know is I want to help facilitate and provide opportunities for my brothers. So I'm glad I was able to do that. And Theory, thank you for popping in and showing some love as well. Joe, I'll throw it back to you with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I know that we don't have a lot of time left, so I just have one final question. Now, I'm going to name a, 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 a wrestler, and I want you to tell us the first thought that comes to your mind when you hear this name. Are you ready? Okay. Clara? Yes, sir. It's going to be fun. Life, life go. out, Adrian Serge. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind, uh, <laughs> I beat him. Simple. Next. <laughs> Man. <laughs> what was it like facing Adrian Serge? Now, you defeated him in a non-tagable bragging rights match at uh, Jams and Slams for Dynamo Champ Pro. Champ versus Champ, baby. Uh, champ versus Champ. Yes. Uh, well, sir, first of all, Serge is a great friend. Um, awesome, awesome guy, man. Um, he's actually my daughter's favorite wrestler. Uh, she loves Serge, especially when he comes out and the lights go out. She loves that. She loves it. She's like, Daddy, Where's your friend Lights Out? Where is he? I'm like, he's right here. He's like, oh, my God, Lights Out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my goodness. You got her. You got her hook, like man. Dave so you got to deal with her now. Hey, Kamara, you, like, you sound like Dave Chappelle when he took his son to the comedy show and he said his favorite com- comedian was Kevin Hart. He said he broke my heart. <laughs> That's messed up, man. How do you come back from that? <laughs> no, Daddy, you're not my favorite wrestler. I like how Adrian Serge is my favorite wrestler. That uh, guy. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, well, all right, fair enough. Whatever, you can like who you want to like. I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> but no, man, um, Serge, he's a great friend. He's an even better opponent. Um, having that match. Um, in front of that crowd, like it wasn't necessarily a traditional wrestling crowd, but there were wrestling fans out there. And like, if you just go back and listen to that match, and you listen to like just the crowd the whole time, the energy in that place was insane. We feed off the energy in wrestling, like because anything can happen. But like when you got a crowd just screaming the whole time it's like oh man we bought to create some magic and magic we created that night it was a blast it was actually on my birthday too so it it was fun dude and you know i'll beat him i whooped that ass and <laughs> it's okay <Yeah>, buddy. <laughs> that's okay because you know i made a point the d1 championship is the number one championship of Dynamo Pro, and I am the ace of Dynamo Pro, and I proved it by beating the heavyweight champion, which is Adrian Serge. What's the next thing on that list, Joey? I like that heat right there. That's good heat. Good heat. What do you got next, Joey? Absolutely. Oh, uh, Renee, it's all yours, because I know we don't have much uh, time left, so it's it's all yours, so it's whatever final questions that you have. Well, no doubt, and, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of kind of recap a couple of things and then ask my question. So, 
You're talking about sharing the ring with the likes of Ricky Cruz, Adrian Serge, following in the footsteps of Outkast and, and, and all the other wonderful talent that has come out of Dynamo Pro Wrestling, uh, winning the 2020 Proving Ground Pro Ryan Berkeley Memorial Tournament which we talked about a little bit earlier with Jesse Matthews, shout out to Jesse Matthews, to winning the hybrid, I'm sorry, to winning the tag team championship, which who, who, who was formerly, sorry, John, uh, who was formerly my favorite wrestler in the Midwest, John Webb, the hybrid ace. Dude, you've accomplished so much. You, you've accomplished so much in your career at such an early age uh, and only being a few years into the business. Is there a moment that sticks out to you from when you started to today that you would say is one of the more significant moments in your career to this point? Um, I guess I would just say nothing beats my first match in front of a live crowd. Nothing will ever beat that um, because I was scared out of my mind. Uh, <laughs> NWL. Uh, against um, Dale Rogers and the Scottish Rite. And freaking, of course, the night I debut, it's a full house at the Scottish Rite. And we know how big the Scottish Rite is. So I'm like, oh, yep. my God. And we were the first match. And I'm like, oh, my God. This <laughs> is, I'm, I'm going to die. Hey, we, hey, we was right there cheering you on, though, bro. You had family in the front row. We was right there cheering you on. You know this. Man, dude, that was so nerve-wracking, but, like, it was the greatest <laughs> night of my life. Like, nothing will ever top that until I wrestle at WrestleMania or Wrestle Kingdom or whoever's uh, big show pay-per-view where I'm important and win all the titles. That's nothing's going to top that until that happens. But, like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. Like, just thinking about it, I get goosebumps, man. I get it. it, it Makes me shake again. It was it was a good thing. I was so nervous and freaked out. You know, everyone was telling me you're gonna be fine. Blah 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 blah. And like after it was over, I'm like, oh okay, I can do this. I can do it again. Cool. That was it. Easy. <laughs> but man, and just being in there with uh, Gil Rogers, Worry Fox. He is the man. He is so damn good. Oh good. One of my favorite opponents ever, 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 ever. He took good care of me, man. Um, that's Great a guy. night that I'll never forget. Well, that that is that is a huge night. Shout out, by the way, to our buddy Travis, aka Doc Ison. We love you, bro. Thank you for being here. I know how much you love Nelson, showing up here and showing some support. That's good shit. All right. So the very last thing that I wanted to bring up before we get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, because if you are going to be a part of a tag team named Alpha Omega. That immediately says to me that you're a smart dude. So you get to go one-on-one with Nightmare Jones tonight in a little bit of a trivia challenge. So I hope you're ready for that, Camaro. Sure. But before we, yeah. before we go, before we go, let, let's hit on the most important thing of the evening, okay? It says here, and here are the notes, all right? Camaro Jackson will be participating in Black Wrestlers Matter, okay? This is super huge. Um, let me get my notes right. Okay. It says, a celebration of black professional wrestling, and it is a fundraising event. The event will be held on August 22, 2020, at Franklin Junior High School in Des Moines, Iowa. The proceeds 
from the event will go to Knowledge is Power. That's DSM Leaders of Tomorrow. Camaro Jackson, I know I kind of already asked you this question, but I'll let you summarize it one more time. Why is it mm-hmm. so important to you to be a part of this first time ever earth-shattering event that is for the benefit of the minority community in Des Moines, Iowa? What does it mean to you to be a part of Black Wrestlers Matter? Just to have, kind of have that spotlight on all of us, like have the opportunity. So we all deserve this. We've all worked hard, dearly and hardly, just for a moment and an opportunity. And for someone to just say, hey, you guys do your thing. We're not going to, we're not going to say do it tomorrow, do it later. You're going to do it this day and you're going to go out there and shine. We're going to have the opportunity to have someone who looks like me, who's smaller than me, look up to us and be like, hey, he looks like me. Maybe I can do what he's doing. Maybe I can do something even bigger and better than what he's doing. We're creating hope for people who look like us, or people who are like us. And when I mean are like us, people who face these struggles every day of, hey, not knowing if they walk out the house, they're going to get arrested because of what they look like, what their skin tone looks like, or who they are, or being judged for what who they who they are. Like it's an opportunity to show we are doing something positive. We're doing something um, for the greater good and the future of black people, black wrestlers, uh, minorities as a whole, Latinos, Asians. Um, all of us, man, like we deserve better. This is the this is the groundbreaking moment for all of us to finally shine in the profession that has not given us that sunshine at all. So we're gonna get coming, it. Baby. We're gonna take it. It's coming. And ain't nobody stopping us. And that's on the gang. Ain't nobody stopping us. You heard me? <laughs> gang, gang, baby, let's go. <laughs> all right. So. Joey, I'm going to go through a quick rundown, and then we'll get right into the uh, the trivia challenge for tonight. Here are just some of the names that the WrestleTalk family will definitely be familiar with. So you got Alpha Omega, okay? You've got Airwolf. You've got Jocelyn. You've got Brooke Valentine. You have Kyle King. Darian Sanders, who I was blessed enough to be able to book myself in the main event of our Royal Alliance show back in December that was very successful. Uh, the realist. Calvin Aldridge. Uh, let, let me continue here. Of course, John West. Uh, of course, uh, JDX, who's going to be going one-on-one in the main event against the one and only ACH. And we all know that we've been missing uh, ACH from the professional wrestling world. It's so great to have him back. Uh, of course. Now, now, I need your help with this one. So the Little Blue Dragon, uh, 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 Camaro, I know that's somebody you work with fairly closely. How do you pronounce the name? Is it is it Shay Shin or C Shin? Shay Shin. Shay Shin will also be there. Faye Jackson, Devon Moore, Isaiah Broner, the Shogun Chris Logan, and the list goes on and on and on, ladies and gentlemen. Black Wrestles Matter, sponsored by the Wrestle Talk Podcast, is where you want to be on August 22nd. Make sure you let them know that the Wrestle Talk Podcast sent you. All that said, let's go ahead, ladies, uh, ladies and germs, get your notepads out. It is time 
for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Big Hawk, you know what to do, baby. Hit the music for the game show. Championships in AAW, PWG, 
and Ring of Honor before moving to the WWE. Since that time, he has held the NXT Championship and is a Grand Slam champion in the WWE. In That's addition fun. to winning the Royal Rumble, this man has held the WWE United States and World Heavyweight. Say that again. Seth Rollins. I said Seth Rollins first. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go have to go, go back and check the tape. Uh, Big Hoss, who is our new screener for tonight. By the way, I wanted to give him a big shout out. Thanks to Big Hoss for taking the board. Big Hoss, we'll go ahead and deliberate on who had that answer first. Who answered first? on Seth Rollins, and we'll go with your official decision as the final word on it. While he works on that, let's go ahead and move on to question number three, okay? At one time, this professional wrestler held the WWE United States Championship and the WWE Tag Team Championship with Matt Hardy. After leaving the WWE, he went on to be the first IWGP Intercontinental Champion, as well as spending time in TNA and MLW. Most recently, he came back to the WWE and has associated That is incorrect. That is incorrect. Most (laughs) recently... What? Say that again? No, No, I didn't say nothing. I I messed up. Sorry, go ahead. Keep going. (laughs) Okay, no, here we go. Let me repeat the clues here. It says, at one time, this professional wrestler held the W the WWE United States Championship and no, the Tag No, no, MVP, 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 MVP. MVP is correct. The answer to question number two is irrelevant. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner of tonight's edition of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the man that will be appearing on August 22nd in Des Moines, Iowa for Black Wrestlers Matter. Also, former Tag Team Champion at WLW, and your current D1 champion at Dynamo Pro Wrestling, Camaro Jackson. Enter Timmy, hit that music. Hey man, you'd be surprised what I know. 
My goodness. <laughs> well, listen, that brings us to the conclusion of our uh, of our second featured interview of the evening. Camaro, as always, man, thank you for making time for us. I know you're a busy family man. Uh, you, you're you're a businessman, and you're also an outstanding individual and professional wrestler. So we always appreciate your time, sir. We love having you as a member of the Wrestle Talk family. Any final thoughts or words you want to get out there to the uh, members of the Wrestle Talk family? I'm gonna see y'all again soon. You know, next time y'all see me, I'm probably gonna have another accomplishment, another goal. Yes, sir. Scratched off my list. You already know it is. But hey, word of advice. Always shoot for the stars, even when they seem too far away. That's on the gang, Renee. Gang, gang, baby. Night out. Nightmare Jones, Camaro Jackson, and of course our friend Jesse Matthews. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to stop by WrestleTalkPodcast.com and grab you a mug. And don't forget to give Black Wrestlers Matter a follow, WLW a follow, Dynamo Pro a follow, and most important, Heal Camaro on all social media platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of episode 309 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. We'll be back next week, same time, same place, over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Can we hit them with a little bit of that jigger to close out tonight, baby? Let's go. Adios! Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.